Welcome to the Holistic Mind Network. Today's topic is the survival spirit of women. This is a very heavy subject and will be a topical treatment for today. Also note that much of what will be presented here is an opinion-based critique and while I am not in any way intending to present a woe-as-us statement of cause and helplessness, I am here to present a view of reality based in fact with the intent to serve as a call to thought and action for women, specifically for black women or any who may have been treated as underdogs and mules of society. So to begin with, I will be talking about spirit. We'll be defining the spirit of women, looking at the whole versus the individual. We'll be talking about wisdom and power, ancestral lineage, and guiding forces. Spirit is defined as quote-unquote an animating force, which is quote-unquote incorporeal or invisible, and it is characterized also as a disembodied soul. But when I speak of the spirit in this study, I am speaking of the spirit of women, the spirit of a woman. And I am seeing this as the wholeness of women as well as the individual woman's core nature, all from what she has known and experienced throughout her time on earth. I see that spirit as the overall feminine nature of wisdom that is residing within a woman. It is her power. Now she is part of that overall spirit and wisdom and she contributes to it in any way that benefits herself and the whole body of women and girls. She is that part of the universal spirit of nature that becomes personal to each and every woman and girl as she learns to attune to it. At times, this spirit has a voice that says go and don't go, for instance. It prepares a woman for her many pivotal points of life, especially in times of danger for survival. In moments of sudden fear even, the voice will guide her to make a sudden move out of caution or it will tell her to run, to get out of a situation. At other times, it will say stay, sit, and listen. It will say be still, understand, and remember. When a woman hears this, she may come to know it as the voice of ancient memories that tell her to do so. And if she listens closely, she will learn a lesson without having to live so many harsh experiences or even an unnecessary or final tragic lesson. However, no one escapes tragedy in life. We have and we will continue to experience some forms of catastrophe. They are in themselves lessons and not necessarily a form of punishment, but a call to reality and action. They are forms of development in a harsh existence that many of us have to go through, but can still come out as victors instead of victims. It is important to realize that our griots of today are actually our ancestral mothers as their experiences from the oldest of days are what informs and guide us in our womanly challenges. Their lessons are accessible to each of us and should pass through each of us to our offspring. They are lessons that are to be taught by our birth mothers, grandmothers, aunts, or by proxy of surrogate mothers who would take the responsibility of nurturing young girls to women. And even surprisingly, some will find that even daughters can be conduits for informational insight from the ether of our ancestors. 
Sometimes our own daughters can impart wisdom and strength to even mothers who may need information they have been unable or refused to hear otherwise. Unfortunately, many mothers today are suffering from what appears to be an erasure of their ancestral memories. Along with the toxic shock and post-traumatic experiences of life, many of our senses are dulled or dormant, and many women have further damaged themselves so that they are unable to access or are unwilling to convey the guiding knowledge that would build powerful and reliant women of their daughters. This is due to women who have willfully abandoned their sense of duty as mothers through escapism in various forms including self-anesthetization and even chasing a second childhood. For the black woman in a society that scourges her and her progeny just for existing as well as for not being whatever society deems is acceptable on any given day, she is constantly facing dead ends where everyday life and living can be debilitating, paralyzing. Life will have her doubt where she should be certain. Sometimes it will have her certain when she should seriously doubt and investigate more. As a result, many of us do not know who to trust and no longer even trust our own instincts and intuition. And when we make a move that is regrettable, society and even family will never let us forget it. Even including having us carry the baggage of things we were never equipped to carrying or should have never been responsible for in the first place. And of course, we're always held to a higher standard than other members of society. Many of us know this and have learned to cope with it. However, that is not a reality that we must submit to. We have to create a new reality and develop a new internal narrative. To do so, we have to become a causal agent for change that we determine and control. To do that, we must rid ourselves of distraction and anything that does not serve our cause or our purpose. The black woman who is strong and resilient wears her battle scars in silence in most cases. After all, she is told to stop looking to others for help while everyone else comes to her for everything. In situations in which she is victimized, forced, or pushed into, she is told to suffer in silence in order to protect the interest of others. At other times, she is excoriated for not protecting the dirt of others or for using the common sense to act in the interest of her own survival and in the interest of her children. However, today we are finding that many of us are lacking in the ability to protect our own because we have not protected ourselves and each other as women. As a result, many of us have not and will not even protect our daughters. And despite this, some of us will protect and cover for our sons where we will not for our daughters. Why is this? As an answer to that question, I find that many or perhaps most black women have lived a childhood where she never had or expected any protection for herself, subliminally telling herself that she is not worth it while others are. She has lived a life of complete sacrifice, both witnessing that lesson as well as living it on repeat from girl to woman to mother to grandmother and onward. It is a form of neglect that is automatic and totally self-depleting because it does not build power and it does not build power bases from which young girls can build and later pass on. And as this has persisted throughout history, women have become weaker as a result. We are both victims and victimizers in our own downfall, betraying both self, daughters, and sisters. 
We are the ones who can save ourselves by solving ourselves. There is no one being outside of yourself, no man, no entity that will empower you to do what you know to already do for yourself. What you've known throughout history and what only you, the woman, can do for self. And for many of you who talk incessantly about being queens to a strong man when you cannot be a queen to self, you would do best to listen up in the coming weeks and months as this channel begins to delve deeper into these topics. Today's one message just skims the surface. For now, know that sacrifice begins with charity to self and self-depletion leaves the woman with nothing to offer herself, much less to any object outside of self, including a man. And this becomes a betrayal to self otherwise. So if you think that you can be that quote unquote strong black woman for the world when you haven't saved self, you have then set yourself up for destruction. Please know that. Even the strongest woman becomes an isolated and vulnerable being without a strong sense of self-purpose and without a strong community for self-preservation and fortification against any malevolent agents of attack. This thereby starves the woman, only creating weak women and girls, further making us all prey. A virtuous and true woman of valor is one who overcomes challenges and saves self, but who will preserve and persevere for herself and her progeny. And while her charity and wisdom begins with self, such a woman will have enough charity of heart to show other women how to do likewise. But this is only for those who come to know and want to build their power. I've known these types of women. Today, they are few and far between. However, if it had not been for women like these in my life, I am certain I would not be here today. These are the women who have given me courage to get out of situations that did not serve me well. Situations that certainly were working against my well-being and overall sanity. But I also believe I would have never reached these women had I not taken the first steps, even as a child, in order to become mind-determinative for survival. And for any of us who have been able to successfully persevere and overcome, I believe we must have the charity of heart to pass on this knowledge and these abilities to those who are receptive and actively seeking it. Instead, we are finding some sisters will ridicule or pretend that the other is someone or something to which they cannot relate. And why? Because for some to recognize the quote-unquote less fortunate sister means she does not have to see herself. And so she can go on believing that she's not who she really is and that she can be who she wants to pretend to be. And some just feel that they owe nothing, but many will come to hit a wall of nothing once they are in need. And look for me to speak more on this in the coming weeks. Yes, it is truly unfortunate that we have so many lost sisters today, many who have not been able to see close up a model of success, one that would build girls into women. As a result, many have become lost and we see them aimlessly pursuing negative attention rather than cultivating personal power. Many today appear vacant and distant, virtually invisible, sometimes until she is needed and demanded of just to be used and thrown away. 
What's also painful to see is that some of her own sisters have disconnected from her in a spirit of indifference, competitiveness, even jealousy, when in some cases the both of them may have suffered the same or similar realities and never even caring, thinking or realizing what she herself as the truly successful one, what she could do to inspire or assist in some way, an action that could likely empower them both. However, invisibility and indifference can be utilized as a strength. Too often it is a weakness for black women because both of these become permanent situations where we allow ourselves to be placed rather than to form a place from which we can operate purposefully. Invisibility should be a place from which to observe, to disappear from a situation but not from self and responsibility. Indifference can be a form of conservation and to isolate an agent that will work against our interests. These are just a few examples. Now both of these can be used to conserve emotion and empower. You are invisible for a purpose in this case and your indifference can keep you from expending energy where it does not serve you best. You can learn to build for self whether you find yourself disadvantaged for a time and invisible in crises or all of the above. If mastered, you can increasingly build resources and power. Whenever I've read the life history of others, I've always asked where their strength came from, even when they were going through childhood. I read the stories of many black women who survived major atrocities in their lives and still came out as whole women. When I listen to the stories of others, I search for instances, cues in life breaking points. Those points in life that could make and break the average person. But then again, everyone's average until they prevail. Usually it will be an opportunity in their lives for either an escape or an opportunity to build or to question a situation. And it required them to take a leap, a chance against fear or even the possibility of further hindrance or capture. Those who remain average in life never take the leap. Instead they cower or either they're so beat down that they are no longer in their mind or they have no capacity to muster even the slightest bit of courage. This is a point you never want to allow yourself to sink. You must always look up for a way up and out, looking for some sign, some direction so that you can move and keep going. When I was at my life's lowest points, this is what propelled me forward always. Whenever I allowed myself to sink in thought and action, I would fall further. This is how one builds mental muscle fortitude and momentum. You must always look for a way up and out. And you must always keep moving. I found that of many successful black women, very few of them had their beginnings on a rosy gilded path. Truth can be told that many harbor the same secrets as those on the lower strata of society. Some have had many of the same similar fears, insecurities, histories, and even tragedies as those who are less fortunate. And with the most high achieving successful women, 
Their struggle had been a hard-fought climb nonetheless. On a daily basis, these women practiced success and organizational tactics, deciding each day with each challenge that she is faced with on how to channel and utilize power effectively. She has perfected and continues to perfect the ability to compartmentalize pain while traveling on roads and in ways that will get her to where it is she wants to go. And the world sees her and will recognize her to some degree or to a large degree because she is determined, focused, and produces, leaving the dust of her success in her wake. We could see examples of success in the spirits of great women who've lived before us as examples of determination, fortitude, and virtue, regardless of their position in life. We can look at the spiritual giants such as Harriet Tubman, a woman of obvious courage and strength. Regardless of how much life had beaten her down, she never allowed anyone or anything to kill her spirit or to destroy her will to break out and survive. Harriet Tubman was a woman of varying talents and strengths as a leader, a war tactician, and a nurse, just to name a few of her talents. And she never allowed any room for fear to overtake her while under the vile demonic system of slavery. Other 19th century black women who provided examples of courage, faith, and tenacity included Mary Elizabeth Mahoney, who became the first black professionally trained nurse and Ida B. Wells, who faced off against 19th and 20th century white supremacy under Jim Crowism to form an anti-lynching fight for civil rights, and this despite threats against her life and while raising a family. We see the great example of Bridget Mason, who fought for her freedom against a white Mormon she was enslaved to and then prevailing against him as well as later making a fortune as a real estate tycoon in California in the 19th century. And there are many more examples of women like these. There are many examples today of women who have left footprints for success based upon not just chance, but on an attitude of perseverance and will, even with the assistance of others when it was provided and even when not. Examples of courage, survival, and overall success in black women are found in all levels of society, from the most humble to the most celebrated. We see this in the spirits of 21st century women today, such as Kathy Hughes, a television mogul who began her success as a single mother, who after losing her home, decided to live in her radio station while raising her son in order to get her business off the ground. Because she was on a mission before her financial downturn, she was able to continue to pursue her dream despite losing her home, never breaking her stride, and instead of giving in to homelessness, she used the resources she had and focused on each day forward to turn her situation around. That is something that each and every one of us can learn from. We also see it in the spirit of Frida Gibbs, a woman who actually had to fight for her life, surviving the attack of a serial killer slash rapist by taking him down and escaping an attempted rape and possible murder. She was the only one out of as many victims who survived without serious harm. Now most women will look at Ms. Gibbs and get the wrong idea about what I'm raising about her as an example. 
What I'm talking about is more than just her professional skill. I'm highlighting her for her determination and the spirit she channeled and the confidence she mustered to fight back for survival. Despite how talented or how skilled a person may be, once you're caught up in the fight for your life, if you don't think clearly enough, if you don't channel the right confidence, you will not fight for your life effectively. Now, most women are not martial art experts, but most women can learn to prepare and be determinative as well as decisive about the positions they may find themselves in. When you hear of those who've overcome, take it as an opportunity to develop keen foresight and prepare for the unseen and the unknown. In today's world, we black mothers, in fact all mothers, must prepare their children for all eventualities and we must be sure to pass down all knowledge we have about the world and life in general. The things we tell our children is a matter of life and death, literally. Those things which we tell and display by how we live can be soul delivering, mind saving, and heart strengthening. Or conversely, they can be soul-stealing, mind-ripping, and heartbreaking. Such things will not only determine their mindsets, but for our children as well, it would be for their survival. Our daughters will not survive and overcome if the woman-slash-mother inside of us does not build keen survival intellect and expertise and then pass that information on. Even if you are a woman who's not a mother, you can still do this for those girls and even the boys in your lives to help them to survive anything. This means fine-tuning your intuitive voice and teaching your children to do the same. I find that part of our problem as women is a thing that comes from a false belief that we have to keep living the same reality over and over again just to quote unquote keep it real or keep it black. Our experience as black women doesn't have to be and should no longer be debilitating. It should be something drawn from the powerful lessons and conveyed experiences of our ancestors but not as a thing to relive over and over again as some badge of struggle. Perpetual victimhood is not a form of valor and it does not build power. Furthermore, victimizers do not want to see us free. So why continue to ask for power and freedom when it is a thing that can only be taken, that is if we really want it. And we lose out more often because we instead keep giving up or begging for a thing that should be intrinsically ours. When we choose to see reality for what it is and listen to the voice within rather than without, we develop the kind of foresight that informs against bad decisions, thereby possibly heading off serious wrong turns in life and eventual tragedies. This goes for bad financial and health decisions as well as for bad relationship choices. As women, we have to have the guts to make better decisions because better choices become available when we face our realities and decide on how to meet those realities. We have to develop better planning and organizational skills to structure and organize our lives so that we can even develop fail-safe mechanisms that will deal with those realities and counter any downturns. 
And with basic survival skills, even in the cases of physical attacks, pre-planning can help us to develop a keen sense of awareness that won't allow us to ignore our intuition so that we are decisive and on point prior to having to rely primarily on our flight or fight response. All because we were caught on guard rather than being caught off guard. As someone who've had to overcome great challenges throughout my life, I can say that I share with many women the trials of life by some things that were self-inflicted, but many that happened before I could prepare for them and were not self-inflicted. Like many other women, I did not have the best start in life, but looking back, I can find some advantage, however minuscule, that strengthened me for subsequent trials and tribulations. And the most tragic are ones I would never want my daughters to have to experience. And so, while I am by no means a perfect mother, I have striven to relay possible pitfalls so that they would not have to fall into traps that, although I was able to escape or survive, they may not be able to do so for some reason. I can say that I myself was able to avoid some of the mistakes of others in life, including those of my parents and especially that of my mother. It is one thing to live an honest mistake out of natural ignorance. It is quite another to see the pit that others fell into just to fall in yourself and then never escape. And even worse, to lead others into the same. Having such determination is what has enabled many throughout history to endure the most heinous of circumstances in life. We can follow the way of others that have gone before us and who have made up their minds that even if situations did not turn out the way they had wanted it to right away, they simply refused to give anyone a victory over them or to relent in any way. Because in reality, they knew, as we all should know, that everything in life is a test of levels and every day we're tested. No one survives without testing up and out of situations. No one. Even if for nothing else, it is up to you, the individual, to determine your path, your trajectory, and your success in life. You should never allow anything or anyone to take or own your body, your mind, your time, your sanity, your peace of wellness, or to override your personal will in any way. And if a woman decides on these things and persists in these, she will overcome and that will be her victory every time. Thank you for listening to tonight's podcast. In future podcasts, I will go deeper to share some life-changing experiences of women who overcame and some who did not. I will share what I believe were the turning points that made the differences in these lives so that it may help others, those who may be dealing with same or similar challenges, Also, in coming podcasts, I plan to present other black women who have built and rebuilt, who can convey exactly what it was that had prepared them to meet challenges and opportunities for success. Please stay tuned to upcoming podcasts on the power of women. Also find this podcast on Apple, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Also, Please make sure to rate and subscribe via social media and visit www.holisticmindnetwork.com 
and www.yourinnerwoman.com. Until next time, know, protect, and appreciate yourself.